the Hoodoo Gurus here at Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. Morning, everybody. Just some polite applause, as you can hear. I'm still not 100%. It's me, Tony Mark. Doing a radio show, but you don't want to take a day off in radio. You know that old rule? Why is that? You take a day off, you come in the next day, Mikey Robbins is in your parking space. Be careful. But we've got too much fun stuff to get to anyway. Going on. I'm just going to forge on. Do you want to kick off with uh, testing Richard Marsden? How do you reckon his music skills are going? Well, if it's anything like his new jumper, it'll be snazzy. You suggested yesterday that my fashion could do with a shot of adrenaline, and so I bring it. This is bringing it, isn't it, Richard? How would you describe that, uh, Ed? Uh, sort of like if you'd escaped from prison yeah. and you'd uh, stolen the prison clothes and started to turn them into everyday wear, but yeah. were failing miserably. And then in, when you bought the sorry, and then you went to a shop to buy this look, uh, and when you got there, rather than taking the shirt home and maybe washing it or hanging it up, you put it on straight from the rack right. so that it's still got all the creases from where the salespeople have folded it. That's exactly right. That's what it is. Well, that's a catchy uh, little style. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> Richard's coined there. It's kind of a uh, jailhouse rock meets uh, Adelaide beat. All right. Okay. Well, you know what? We should go shopping together for clothes. I reckon it sounds like an afternoon. Yeah, yeah, that's going to stop people from yelling, Book their editors in the streets on this show, which they do. They do, they love it. It must be coming our catchphrase. Why not? Uh, what about uh, a quick music quiz? I've queued one up for you, Rich. You haven't heard these clips, have you? No. Okay. Can you identify this song? What is that? Sounds like Footloose by Kenny Loggins. It's not! Yeah! It's Exactly like that. Like that. It's the opening track from Big Star's Radio City album, Oh My Soul. Play a bit more of it. Many years before Footloose. Do you reckon Footloose has ripped that off? <laughs> Because when they play the two of them back to back, that's very similar as well. Modern Love by David Bowie. You've got to get into shape. We've got to have another bout with Alan Bro because Alan Bro is on form at the moment. So much so that people are writing letters to the editors. Claiming that uh, he's been fed the questions in Spits and Spits by some sort of airpiece. Right. Just knows his stuff. He does. I reckon we've got to go head to head again. Mm. One of many head to heads coming up on Get This. The big really? one, obviously, brewing is Norgs versus Norks. Has there ever been such a big debate on this show? Actually, I was uh, someone in promotions in the kitchen today said to me, Why do you never have an event? And I think we've just come up with one. Norgs versus Norks. Why do we never you have an event? Yeah. No, not an event. That's a promotion. We had Stephanie Capando. That's uh, just some nonsense with blokes wearing bits of silk in the office. An event. Yep, an event. Oh. Like, uh, like a singles night. A lot of a lot of programs are doing singles nights, calling them all different things. That's not on the show. We like to do stuff that's on the show. Okay. What about playing clips from Police Ten Seven from across the Tasman? Sure, that's going to catch up on the program. Yeah. A lot of people are requesting more of that. I'm sorry, listeners. I did miss. The tea bagging episode. <laughs> I don't know what was going on there. There was an episode on the weekend where everyone was so drunk that all of the clips had to be subtitled. <laughs> you couldn't, there's no audio we could use. <laughs> but I did tape one which has, I reckon, the longest beep I've yet heard 
on police, 10 7. This is uh, when uh, a very sensible constable, as they all are across the Sandman. Oh, no. Infiltrate a drug den. Oh, dear. Check it out. Oh,
stage fright and couldn't squeeze out a drop. Oh. I'm sure you won't be surprised to hear a number of people walked out during the screening. There, oh dear. <laughs> I'm getting worried about Shulpa. Now, we j- <laughs> who do we thank for that letter? Hilary Pierce. Thank you, Hilary Pierce. Uh, you know, we just talked about Shulpa's. We didn't necessarily base an evening's entertainment on it. No. My wife has been working with uh, Ross Noble this week on something. Oh, yeah. He's not very happy with us. He read a short bun. Sorry, Ross. <laughs> He's coming in to have a word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll find out what that's about soon. Oh, we haven't had Ross in for a while. Mm. Uh, just back to Police 107 for a moment, and then we can put this to bed. People are saying, where, which, what podcast contains this line? How come? <laughs> you have to go all the way back to podcast 7. A long time ago. That's how long we've been vlogging that one. Mm. Podcast 76, where is the bloke who won't stop swearing on police? N7, Podcast 102. Okay. Podcast 102. All right, put it behind us. Uh, here's another uh, letter concerning short bus. This is from uh, Michael Kittlewell. Mm. Here it is. How is it you can't stomach the PG-rated pet that wants to kiss the Transformers, yet you have no problem with short bus? Good question. Be fair enough, I reckon. What is it with you and Kipping in the movie? I can't stand it. It makes me just, I get really up, I get really nervous, and, and it just, it, I don't believe them. They're obviously not into each other. There's never been one in the history of cinema. There's never been one in the history of cinema where you thought, yep, they're probably, you know, because if they are actually doing it in real life, that's sick, because then you have to watch it. <laughs> Much like the guy at the gym, and if you're listening, please stop. The personal trainer that rewards his client every time she does like a sort of a bending lift thing with a little rope on the buttocks and a kiss on the mouth. Yeah, what's going on at your gym? Yeah. Can we establish yourself together? I don't care. <laughs> I do not care. <laughs> now, speaking of, uh, <laughs> speaking of Transformers, yeah, I've yeah. come up with my watertight argument as to why it ain't right. But Shelton, Ryan Shelton from Rue came in and said that uh, you've got to expect with Michael Bay there's going to be some romance. Yeah, sure. Which is all there enough. Romance and explosion. Romance and Explosion is absolutely right, but we have a, a, an email here from Lee Donnellan that says, what's with Optimus Prime and the rest of the perverts loitering in the background while the nerd and the, and the, and the hot chick get it on, on Bumblebee's chest? Yeah. Short bus in disguise. He's absolutely right. That is very weird. That is very eight Transformers of interest, that I have to say. <laughs> very odd. Now, how can you tell a movie sucks? What's the guaranteed way to tell a movie sucks? So, the name Paulie Shaw appears in the credits. Incorrect. Incorrect. Theme song by the Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, yeah. Wings of Desire. That one. That was Iris. Iris. Was it Wings of Desire or was it the American version of Sorry, how does it go again? No. Because you'll bang it up. The theme song for Transformers is by you know who our friends the Goo Goo Dolls. Oh. And in the in the film clip it says the Goo Goo Dolls as they're always found on a rooftop in the wind. Yeah. And then shots of all the passion. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like constitution rest. Another really long beep. I think to describe that. <laughs> you know, I walked through the sales department on the way here. We often uh, Were you inspired? Yeah, I was today, because you know what they were doing? Uh, Capital blokes were standing around copying your style of singing. Really? And got the head well. <laughs> it was played earlier on the station, and everyone is infected with copperhead fever. Mm. Uh, people love it when uh, Ed Cavalier sings. Uh, they yeah. love it even more when Richard Marsland sings in the style of Ed Cavalier. <laughs> 
Okay, so your end sounds like Bob Dylan. <laughs> your Ringo sounds like Peter Harvey. Yeah. It's all over the place. Do you Warwick Kappa? Can you do a Warwick Kappa? Warwick Kappa sort of talks a bit... Uh, Talks a bit quick. Uh, yeah, that's she was on um, a bit quick. Yeah, yeah, last night. I shouldn't say that. For calling him a deadbeat dad, let's talk about the latest on the Kappa for Mayor of the Gold Coast campaign next. Don't get there. Look at the beach. That's Martha and the Muffins here. Get this on Triple M. Myself, Tony Martin, Ed Cavalli's here, and of course, pushing buttons, Richard Martland. Oh, that's unfair. That is true. That is a behind the scenes moment. I don't know that that's been confirmed. Uh, impressions. Uh, I find when you have a cold, you can usually do voices you can't normally do. Do you find that? Yeah. Okay. Helen Clark. You'd be in the Helen Clark territory now. Really? But does that sound Helen Clark? New Zealand Prime Minister Helen Clark. Yeah. I can usually do quite a good Paul Simon when I have a cold for no reason. Wow. Man walks down the street says, why am I stopped in the middle? Hasn't quite happened yet. Not right. bad. I need a bit more of a cold. It comes good. You'll find that when the good thing about having a cold is you can do voices you can't normally do. It's not really right yet. Give it a couple more days. Okay. We'll be doing Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, that's the news. <laughs> you wait. Who does that make me? Like Stills or Nash? She could be Stills or Nash. Or right. Dan Fogelberg, if you want to. <laughs> if not Fogelberg. You don't know who that is there. All right, then. I'm Dan Fogelberg. <laughs> Very good. Is that him? <laughs> it is now. <laughs> It is now and forever on this program. What about Warwick Camper? People thought we were joking when we said he was running for Mayor of the Gold Coast. It was all confirmed on um, Fear last night. Hosted by a robot. <laughs> certainly was. Mm. The robot was accusing um, Warwick of being a deadbeat dad. Come on, robot. And, of course, they did that thing where they couldn't get Joanne Capo to say anything. No. So they just find one of their quote-unquote psychologists mm-hmm. who say all the nasty stuff that the absent person would have said. How much easier if they get them to wear the mask of the person that they're yeah, that would talking be great. to? That would be great. What's, the, what's the psychologist that she's yeah. on everything? Well, we've, uh, we've got a clip here. Oh, here we are. Since the world publicised split, your expectation of a human headlock has only grown. There's been worried Capo, the traffic controller, the meter man, and just this week, he's announced he's running for mayor of the Gold Coast. I think that most of Australia would really appreciate Warwick Kappa more if he grew up. Psychologist Janet Moore. The elderly usually have a lot more philosophy than their hot pants. Oh, no, 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 hang on, hang on. Quiet and down, psychologist lady. We want him in the hot pants for the full term of his mayoralty. She can talk about the brain stuff, but the package <laughs> holding. Apparatus, yeah, that's Kappa's business. This is leave that to Warwick, yeah. And his son, Indiana Warwick, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Indiana Warwick in the Temple of Doom. Oh man, okay, uh, back to the emails. What have we got here? All right, have you been see the new Harry Potter? Has anyone ever seen the new one? Yeah. Massively popular, yeah. 31. Yeah, the dude playing Harry Potter is catch it up to me. Oh, the theory that Daniel Radcliffe is the next Mark Hamill. I love this theory. So Mark Hamill. Our generation's Mark Hamill. Absolutely. Mm. Been waiting. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not a bad That's not bad at all. Not bad at all. Where did that leave the uh, red-headed fellow? Oh, well, he's clearly Harrison Ford. Jack Beauty. Because he's got that Prince Harry, you know, quality. A lot of the... Oh, you think that uh, Rudolph Grint, or whatever his name is, Rupert Grint, yeah. saying his dad might be Captain James Hewitt. Oh, that's not fair. Come on, that's not fair. Well, everybody who's red-headed is under suspicion now. <laughs> <laughs> Ronald McDonald. <laughs> Who's his dad? <laughs> Some DNA testing. Mark Woodford. We don't have time to drop a sandbag on me, so I'll just jump straight to this. Somebody says here, Hugh Brown. That's a real name. Hugh Brown. 
Uh, I went to the latest Harry Potter movie. There's a scene which takes place in a large room full of crystal balls. I couldn't resist. I couldn't stop myself from shouting out in the cinema, All be globe! <laughs> and as if that wasn't enough, I added, I'm drooling already over this huge pair of globes. Well done. What's he talking about? He's talking about David Dickinson, the host of Bargain Hunt. I'm going to say to you, this is sheer heaven for me. Uh, and I'm drooling already with this pair, this huge pair of globes. And uh, they're 25-inch globes. We're looking at over £200,000 for this magnificent pair of globes. And I'm going to say, these are probably the finest pair of globes that are on sale in the country today. So if you are going along, maybe if, you know, the kids are dragging you along to Harry Potter and it's a bit boring for you, just look forward to the moment when you can shout out in the cinema, Orby Globes. Fair enough. To the mystification of all but a few. Are you satisfied? Die hard. You're going to do it? You're going to go along and do it? I'm not going to Harry Potter. I'll do it at something else. I'll do it at... Um, Fantastic Four, Rise of the Sleeping Audience. Yeah. Need other people to be in the cinema for it to really be funny, though. <laughs> what about the listeners? What are we going to have them talking about today? I don't know. It's written down somewhere here. Oh, I've got some ideas, actually. Oh, dodgy topics. No, good ones. Oh, what's the rip-off we're doing today? Yeah, what's the rip-off? What do you reckon's a rip-off? That'll be next. <laughs> New York Post goes <laughs> And why not visit the Triple M website, the increasingly elaborate Triple M website? Go to the Get This page. What kind of stuff have we got on there? Oh, sorry. I want to keep talking, do I? Because it's got a mouthful of sandwich. Richard, you've been there. Mm-hmm. So much stuff. The recent offences. Uh, you think the ad break would have been long enough to get a course in, wouldn't you? Like all the podcasts are up there. Yeah. Photos, uh, uh, incriminating photographs. That's right. There's some uh, very incriminating photographs. And uh, also some odd picture of me and Lita House. And I don't know where that's come from. Very strange. Oh, you're back with us. <laughs> it's, it's YouTube video on climate change. It's a lot. <laughs> very important stuff. <laughs> I'm just having neutral. Gender neutral. Have you seen that? <laughs> oh, I think it's a beauty. I want something new, something we haven't had before in this time. What about some. Can you do some sort of busking guitar for us, uh, Rich? What do you got? Get about this. Get about I do sound a bit different this morning. Bit of a cold. I'm uh, I'm an old Flemish master. Oh, man. This morning I'm involved in a government phlegm creation scheme. Wow. That's what I'm doing. But the show continues. Who couldn't want to come in and read all these emails? How good are the emails on this show? Fantastic. Love the emails. People are so into this. Look at this. Uh, wanted yours. And it's written in. I'm not going to say anything yet. Yeah. Yeah. They know what they are. <laughs> Is he, is he a wanton yort? Or, uh, what's his name? His name is Wanted Yort, and he says, Has anyone thought of using the singing mountain goat herself as a backing track to talk back mountain? Miss Stevie Nicks. And any one of her vocal parts, <laughs> she's the closest thing I've ever heard of. 
to a mountain goat in music. <laughs> well, I put that to Matty D. What's he come up with? <laughs> Very goatey. Make a difference. <laughs> goatey ass. Also, one goatey ass. Yeah, that's, that's a good phone topic. Goatee ads. The shawl was made out of cashmere, so it all works. P.S. says the wanted your Ed, why isn't your name in the credits on the meat pie tray law? This is the uh, tray law, as it's called on YouTube for the film. Is anyone's name? Yeah, that's right. It's starring Ostentatious mm-hmm. and I think uh, someone from Big Brother and Johnny Boxer. Mm-hmm. And your name isn't even in the tiny little print, and yet you're the lead character in the main role. What's that about? I don't know, Tony. Is that because when you made it, Nobody had uh, heard of you. Yeah. But surely now. Oh, now I'm huge. Now, I mean, you try you try walking down the street as me. Look, you, you are on the nation's number one rating, 11 to 1. <laughs> Comedy show on this network, <laughs> in this time slot, if you don't count music and AM radio. Do you reckon you'll be bumped up? You know, when it comes out, will you suddenly be at the front of the credits? No, I mean, I hope so. Well, it's interesting because I think Tony pointed out when he was watching the trailer that they've listed the aspect ratio <laughs> as the final image in that trailer. That's the shape of the frame. Imagine yeah. people watching that. Oh, I don't know. I'll be a dead one. Mine is Tony in 1 to 184. I'm leaving. Off the fair Now, a lot of people say it was a rip-off of uh, your American part. Is this the topic we're doing today, rip-off? So you, but you had some other topics we were going to do. I was going to suggest better one. Shonkiest nightclub fire. That's what I wanted to do. Has <laughs> been rejected by the uh, lawyers. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, what about what have they found inside you? No. Okay, okay. Uh, what will you put up with for hot people? <laughs> now, you've been floating this for a while. I think it's a good idea. So the idea is you're dating someone who's incredibly hot, as Mr. Marshall is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you'll, what will you put up with just to keep it going? Yeah, it's not going to offend people, is it? That one. Okay, well, we'll keep floating it, and if the listeners buy it, we okay. might do that one. But you're saying today rip offs. I know what you're saying. Out, how about who's your most boring friend? It's going to spread the love around, isn't it? All right, let's do rip offs. Rip offs, because uh, in the paper today, you've got uh, that film Strange Bedfellows came out a few years ago with uh, Michael Caton mm. and Paul Hogan as two firemen pretend to be gay so as to um, obtain some kind of uh, tax benefits or something. Yeah. Dean Murphy, the director of that lovely bloke, uh, has every right to be angry, I feel, by the uh, the new Adam Sandler film in which Adam Sandler... Absolutely right. Adam Sandler's got a movie out. We're all have a right to be angry. <laughs> Him and the King of Queens play, well, oh, you know, that. two firemen. They haven't even bothered to change firemen who have to pretend to be a gay couple in order to blah 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 They've ripped it off. They, well, it would appear so. I think we probably have to throw an allegedly in there, and it looks like it's all going to head to court. And, of course, the connection is Michael Caton says he gave a copy of Strange Bedfellows to Rob Schneider, who he knows by that film, The Animal. The Animal. Yep. And, of course, Schneider and uh, Sandler, they're like a gay couple. So they're like that. I don't know if there's any... Obviously, this isn't the People's Court. Not yet. It does look like a rip-off. Maybe it's just a coincidence. Mm. I don't know. I mean, they are both farmers. <laughs> It's a rip-off. It's a rip-off. It's a rip-off. You were saying that Jamie Jury, uh, Australia's favourite stripper-turned-personality, has got a new backyard show on the telly. Apparently, and he's sort of ripping himself off. So what's happened? He's gone from nine. He's gone over to seven doing a slightly similar show, and they put it on opposite his old show. Has that ever happened before? No, that's very Taking yourself on in the road. Look, is that a... Oh, we've robbed! Rip-off. 
but I'll just say that the good news is that Jamie's back on our screen. That's really where we're leaving that one. I don't know you're a fan. Now, how about this tone? When I was at the video store, Jackie Chan would bring out, you know, good movies every now and again. Oh, you rumble in the Bronx. Oh, yeah. You know, Shanghai Nights. Supercop. Supercop. Duncan Master 2. Duncan Master, the best one. Unbelievable. Now, he's a genius. Jackie Chan is amazing. All his own stunts. World's greatest movie star. Most popular movie star in history. Well, there you go. It's true. All right. Not so popular is the man that every single time Jackie Chan would bring out a movie. <laughs> Another movie would come out with a cover that looked dangerously similar, <laughs> starring Jeff Speakman. So when Rumble in the so when Rumble in the Bronx came out, the same day we got another box, cardboard box put together by who knows who, that said Jeff Speakman is the perfect weapon. And then when Shanghai Nights came out, the same day, the same day, <laughs> Jeff Speakman is punched in the shins, <laughs> ripped off. Now we're not just looking for movies; it could be anything, songs, TV shows, uh, packaging. Because you're talking about video shops. Here's something I learned uh, back in the days when I was uh, a boring typographer. Uh, yellow. It's the cashier's colour. Really? If you want to sell books, make them yellow. It's the one that the eye goes to from the other side of the bookshop or the other side of the video shop, and you would remember the cover of the full Monty. Yellow. Yellow edge. You can see it from it. You can be driving past the video shop and go, oh, the full Monty's in there. Little Miss Sunshine tried the same thing. They did. They've gone with the yellow. But do you remember a movie with Tony Collette called The James Gang? I do. And the cover was identical. Same yellow, same font. The James Gang, written the same as The Full Monty. There you go. Crackers, another Australian film. Yellow. Oh, crackers. Yellow. Is that yellow? Yellow cover. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Everyone will be going yellow now. Very well. All right. Okay, what is a rip-off, Mr. Marsland? There's a commercial going around at the moment. It's called... Oh, not, not in the commercial, Rich. I won't, I won't hear that ad people no. have thought up their own no. ideas and have just ripped off a movie. It's I will not hear it. All original. I'm just checking to see if any of their commercials are coming up here. Don't seem to be, so, <laughs> so I can unload. Um, but it's, it's a Kellogg's commercial. I'm not sure it's for a breakfast cereal. And there's a guy in the lie detector, and you watch the commercial, and it's this guy, and he gradually admits to more and more embarrassing things as the lie detector catches him out. Right. It's a rip-off of an exact same scene in The Simpsons. Is it? Where Mo is on the lie detector saying, I have a date later on. Oh, I don't have a date later on. Yeah, the same pace, it's the same everything. I am so angry with Will Ferrell. How dare he rip off that brilliant ad where everyone's sitting around thinking afternoon delight in the office. That was so cheap, wasn't it? It's the easiest job in the world, isn't it? Advertising makeup ads, dude. Just watch a movie, go in the next day, sport a ponytail, go, look what I've got. Cha-ching. Okay. Well, get it out of your system, listeners. Are you angry about what you perceive to be a rip-off? Call us now, one triple three five three. Somebody's crying. Chris Isaac here again. This around the nation. We're up to back mountain. A very controversial topic today. What do you reckon is a rip-off? Well, like that Adam Sandler film, uh, which is coming out. Uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Looks a bit like Australia's own strange bedfellows. I don't think that's going to stop people from going in because there's that shot of Jessica Biel in her underpants. That was. That will account for 100 mil at the box office. And, and, and more. And and I'll, I'll see you there, people. Uh, <laughs> now this is one of those topics where we've had. Thousands of callers, many yeah. of which we can't put to air. Yeah, the lawyers have stepped in. How about when this happens? All right, then, let's uh, let's start off. Hello, Ian. Hello, Ian. How are you? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the ripoff? Well, lately, CI, you know, the, the, the crime and whatever they are, you know, the criminal intent, yeah. Well, law and order criminal yeah, intent. Law and all that sort of stuff, you know. Yeah. <coughs> they've taken to knocking off real life things. I mean, last last week, I think it was Anna Nicole Smith, you know, they said, what happens if she was murdered? And it was, yeah, but this, this, this week, apparently, it's the 
um, the nappy the nappy wearing astronauts. Um, oh, do you remember her? Yeah, we love her. They also uh, it was there in their ad thing. It was it was a really irritating the Apollo thirteen. You know that, that line where Ed Harris does the. You know, this is. Uh, they said this could be our darkest hour, and he said, "Everyone, I think this could be our brightest moment." Oh, yeah. Yeah. That? He did that whole with the waistcoat and everything. Well, they've actually just completely taken that line and reversed it. Uh, they said what should have been the uh, and NASA's brightest moment was their darkest hour. Oh. <laughs> Even Skyven Mungle ripped off. Well, Ed Harris, as we know, is the mayor of Brisbane, so he's not going to be too happy when he hears about that. So real life uh, sort of stories being ripped off by the crime shows. Why not get that going in Australia? The new one's starting called City Homicide mm-hmm. with Borny. Borny. Borny's coughing up. Okay, I've got it. First episode, yep. Richard Markland yep. as the bloke with the cardboard box on his head trying to rob servos in Adelaide. Second episode, Richard Marsland as uh, Geelong Steve Johnson mm-hmm. swigging sunscreen uh, from people's porches. Punching cabbies. We've got heaps of real life gear yeah. in this country. Yeah. It, could be, it could be folded into these shows. Easily. My stomach has never been so protected from the UV rays. <laughs> Hi, Susan. Hi, guys. What's, uh, what, what do you think is a rip-off? I, it's a generalised one. It's Aldi's. You walk in Ooh. and all these products are coloured to make you think of other products. That's right. Beautiful. Like their choco rice and their choc malt green tube of drink. Hang on, can you, can you stop and go back? What is choco rice? Choco rice is their rip-off of Cocoa Pop. Choco rice sounds nowhere near as appealing as Cocoa Pop. <laughs> but is yellow, so that's important. Oh, right. <laughs> Who's the mascot for Choco Rice? Just a school teacher. Aldi's doesn't budget for uh, mascots. <laughs> and do you buy, uh, do you like to go to the Aldi and buy the wacky combinations of products? I do, because you always walk away thinking, oh, I didn't really need that, but it was really cheap. I didn't need it. What did you buy last time you were there? Oh, we ended up buying a DVD player. There you go. only 39 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> wow. She must have gone on the day when they were, went on special. <laughs> was it a DVD player and bag of rice? <laughs> There you go. Oh, Aldi. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you. 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 Thank well, it still looks like the car that it's uh, portraying. That's the thing. That's very true. Yeah. I mean, the, you hear nothing of the Transformers since the 80s, and then all of a sudden there's a Citroënade. Oh, my goodness. And now a movie. Oh, Michael. If only, does the Citroënade have the, uh, you've got the touch stomp? No, it doesn't. No, no, thankfully. And, and thankfully, the Goo Goo Dolls have been allowed nowhere near the Citroënade. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you very much, Michael. I think you're onto something. Uh, any others? My job. Hey, how going, guys? Yeah, really good, mate. What's a rip-off? Pretty much any prison film after Escape from Alcatraz. Wow. <laughs> Escape from Alcatraz, then, with the Clint Eastwood. Well, what was so original about that as a prison movie? Well, I'll give you the examples of the rip-offs, like Shawshank Redemption and A Perfect World, which is the Kevin Costa film. Mm-hmm. In both films, they both escape from prison by collecting bits of rock off the wall mm-hmm. and dumping it in their shoes and walking outside into the yard. Yeah, that was a great... It was uh, Escape from Alcatraz the one where... He hid the thing in the heel of his boot. That's right, yeah. And then he had a second metal thing in his hand. Yeah. 
so that the metal detectors set it off, they confiscate the first one, don't find the thing in the boot. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. And it's also got a, a little pet bird, don't they, as a, as a metaphor, one of the characters in, in Alcatraz, is that right? Yes. And they've always got the anti-social prisoner who's been picked on there, the big tough one who's got the drugs, and you've got you know, the mean old prison warden and what have you. Yes, and wasn't Escape from Alcatraz the one where Clint Eastwood made a paper mache version of himself? <laughs> Which I think later starred in Firefox. The VHS copy. The VHS copy I rented, no joke, for the first hour of it was just all static. So you could hear it's just all this really corny dialogue. It was like an old radio, like an old BBC radio by American actors. That normally only happens when there's a North Sea. You betcha. Thank you, thank you, Joel. Well, no good work. Controversial theories. Is that the? That's it, is it? One more. One more we can put to here. Now, uh, I want to... <laughs> yes, do it. Go, James. Hello, James. How are you? How you going, guys? <laughs> Good. Um, What's a rip-off? I reckon uh, pretty much CSI Miami is the biggest rip-off of Hawaii 5 How do you account for that? The overzealous beach cop with the moody beginning and end shots. Mm. Just completely McGarrett would just never stop. But he's relentless. They totally ripped it off. Yeah. Yeah. Did they do the thing on CSI Miami where there seems to be no solution to the crime until like the last minute and a half? Yeah, they do that and the, the plot always takes like, you know, these weird sort of very easy, easy to sort of get once you've seen four episodes sort of plot turns. You know, nice familiar plot turns. That's famous. absolutely right. The, the criminal always breaks down under the weight of Caruso's glasses. In exactly. The last and they, have their, they have their like sidekicks and stuff as well, you know, like they had Kono and Shinho Kelly and Dano. It's like, Pum Dano and Shinho. Yeah. Yes, as it was and that. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> well, okay, that's a possible rip-off Right there. Sadly, those are the only ones we're allowed to put to ear. Good stuff. I, I must say, Pixie from the Melbourne Cage burst into the room and said, Jet! Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he was talking about, no, but uh, anyway, in the next hour, we are going to be joined uh, by Glenn Robbins. He's got some great stuff. I reckon the next hour is going to kill. I reckon. Oh. It's an interesting choice of words. <laughs> we're going to have some funny stuff. It's going to be really funny. Oh, yeah, we'll see you later.
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And the door from the plane. From the plane. Yeah. And I used to do a thing where I'd get
Who are these women that you're talking yeah, to? Yeah, really? lots of women in the Richard Marsland MySpace community. Yeah, <laughs> <Robin> butchers. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Glenn, are you uh, in, uh, in cyberspace? Is there a GlennRobbins.com or a MySpace or a place? Well, it's funny you should say that because I don't do this very often, but um, I was Googling something and it said, go to Glenn Robbins' um, page. I went, oh, I didn't know I had one. And I went, click, and someone set up a fake version of, a version of me on MySpace. It's not me. Really? Doing but a fake version of me. But is, if you approved everything that's on there, is it all true? Well, it's... It's it's a picture of my balafa, and it's uh, <laughs> interest uh, iron dollar notes <laughs> in birthday cards. <laughs> um, uh, is it what was the question? Sorry, is well, it, is it like a legitimate? I mean, can you uh, say you know get off there? I want my own one. Does that person now own your name, your domain? Well, I'm wondering whether he wants to do a few gigs for me, but but, <laughs> but, um, but you know, I, does it really matter? I mean, once you start sort of trying to put that stuff out, you can't, you don't really stop. There's so much maintenance involved. People say, why don't I have one? And the thing is, I've got podcasts to maintenance. Yeah. I mean, Ed, you don't really do any work on oh, yours, I've do. given up. <laughs> there we go. You've given up. Oh, yes, I've got given up. It's too much work. What about the fans? Yeah, They're putting in every day. Some of our best material comes from your MySpace page. Well, you read it. Yeah, phone reads my MySpace page every day. There's some great, what's up there today? Bring it up. There's actually some uh, good ideas for the next segment up there. When I was at school, oh, you go. Sorry, when I was at school, yeah. they had a thing called girls would get together with swap cards and they'd go, and they go, got it, got it, got it. And I believe yeah. it's the same with MySpace. Stupid. Well, Facebook is the new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. MySpace is so five minutes ago. Yeah. So you come together and you compare friends now. Absolutely yeah. right. So therefore, it, it, it's a competition of friends. Yeah. Of number and hotness. <laughs> I mean, see, if you've got 50 friends, but they're all hot, that's better than having like 6,000 and they're all bit new. Yeah. <laughs> and how do, you, how do you know they're hot? If they send you photos. And you can comment, Glenn. That's it. So if you had a photo on your MySpace with your shirt off just hanging around a lilo, in a, on a, like, you know, in a pool, and then people would comment, oh, hey, Glenn, like the lilo. And then you check their pictures and you're like, oh, hey, Sally, nice uh, stuff. And then you meet up. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> <laughs> we will. That is good material that someone has posted. No, it is. Yes. We'll get to that next. I'll get there. Triple M is rock. That's Jed. Bring it on back here. Uh, on get this this afternoon. Yes, I've got a bit of a cold, but it's not stopping me from saying welcome back, Lynn Robbins. During the song, uh, I know you were talking uh, Sheffield Shield cricket. Oh. <laughs> do you know as little about it as me? I do, actually. Yeah. I, I, I think, yes, as little as you. Yeah, because it, I don't know what it is that seems to fascinate people about this cricket. Is it? Why do we keep talking about it? They're the best. Yeah. Mm. They spend 12 years, you know, trundling in, batting at number seven and bowling part-time off-spin for Western Australia. Now they get a game for Australia, but there's so much dignity in there. They had a crack. Mm. You know? that's, that's the thing about Joe Casala. He didn't want to play for Australia. Nathan Remington. Exactly. Ben Cutting. There we go. I think he's a real name. These are the names. Casey Nocky. I can't match that. What was the? What are the this on your website there? JB um, has written in on the MySpace. Maybe JB from the uh, Melbourne Cage. Maybe not. Who knows? He says, Ed, you go on and on about the Queensland's second best glove man, Wade Steckham, but never his understudy. Third in line to the Queensland wicketkeeping throne. For 10 years, Gavin Fitness. Gavin Fitness, that's a great name. 
Right, add that to the board, Richard. Gavin, whenever we need a name for a doctor or a policeman in a sketch, we're going to use actual Annabelle Chilcott. That's a nice idea. Maybe someone could slip one of those into a scene on Thank God You're Here, because they're always asking your names on Thank God You're Here. What's your name going to be? Glenn, you're here as part of the Thank God You're Here theme. Yes. But I guess a lot of people would be saying, but what does Glenn do? What is his role in the show? Yes. Tell us about it. You're kind of the um, the backstage. You're like the coach, really, aren't you? With the tower and the liniments. Yes, I, I work with the man sitting next to me yeah. and uh, a few of his uh, talented friends. And uh, they're what, what are they call the ensemble. Thank God you're here, ensemble. The, yeah. uh, How does it work? So in the afternoons, you yes. play the guest and walk through all the scenes. So the cameraman will know yeah, what might happen. I walk through the door and I pretend to be the celebrity. And then we move the furniture around a bit and we play with their performances a little bit. But these guys are so good, I don't really do it. Do you ever do one and you go, oh, I wish that had been on the show. Come up with some good gear there. <laughs> really? No, no, I no, no, my hair, I've been through so many that like, <laughs> you send something head off and just give it a bit of a whirl because just my head just goes nuts. Because I'm trying to think of eight things at the same time right, right. and trying to be scintillatingly funny for the crew. Yeah. <laughs> and they love it though. Yeah. They, all, they all crowd around me when it has a crack. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I've noticed something that's starting to happen lately on Thank God You're Here. There's a bit of it last week is that uh, <laughs> the guests are trying to throw the ensemble cast yeah, on. That's their go. Yeah, the, the, uh, Daniel, who's the gentleman with the beard, who yeah, works here, he got some hard time last week yeah. at the end there. The funny part is that these guys are on a pretty strict instruction to stick to script. It's too strict to script. Yes. Yeah. If we let them off the leash mm-hmm. and said, you know what, have a bit of a crack, they would slice and dice our celebrities yeah. week in, week out. But I would, you know, sort of caution the celebrities to not, not go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's on tonight? Tell us. Uh, tonight, that great show tonight, we've got uh, people from other radio yeah, I think every single person <laughs> is from a rival radio station. Let's yeah. yeah. hear about it. Come on. We've got Kate Langbrook. Yes. Uh, Amish Blake. Nish. I don't Amish. Yeah, he's on Nish is a comedian. Yeah, he's, he's, he's from El Dago. We yeah. had Simon Palomaris on the right. show before, which is touring around and doing great things. And he's actually on our show tomorrow, time, so people can watch him. Very funny. Have a go on Thank God Tonight. And yeah, we'll have a chat to him tomorrow. Uh, and Merrick Watts. And it's, look, it, it, it's a cliche to say, but it's a great show tonight. And I believe you're thinking about doing it. I think I might be on in a couple of weeks. Oh! I'm hoping for uh, another superhero costume. Yeah, well. Yeah, we can do. Anything that will uh, involve uh, people yelling at me from a car for the following week and a half, <laughs> that's what I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, well, that's, uh, thank God you're here. That's on tonight on Channel 10 at 7.30. But why are we doing this today, Ed? Local nutbag. Mm. Local. I've moved into a new area. Uh, I've discovered a local nutbag. Oh, he's pretty good. He's pretty. He, he's nuts, but he's not super nuts. So I'm hoping that the listeners can help us out find some better ones. All right. Do you have uh, nutbags in your suburb, uh, Glenn? Just wandering around, talking to themselves, floating a few theories. I have one. <laughs> I have one out the front here. Just the other day, as I was leaving uh, the radio station. And the weird thing that I have now is that it's very hard to tell the difference between a nutbag and someone on hands-free phone. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what was this bloke doing at the front? She was, she was walking down the street ranting, as in throwing her arms around. And I had to, I'm thinking, am I a nut, is she a nutbag? Do I need to take a, a wide step or am I not seeing a mobile phone? Mm. She didn't have a mobile phone. She was a nutbag. Are you, are you absolutely sure it wasn't Greg Fleet in a cap pen? 
may well have been. Security often do have to ask him to move on. Okay, let's get to the nutbags. Next, I'll get this. An orgy of something dead. It's pretty much everywhere, uh, except Adelaide at this time. On Triple M around the nation, Glenn Robbins is with us. And thank God your hair goes out on Channel 10 tonight at 7.30. Bookmark that one. For some reason, we're talking about local nutbags. Ed, have you seen somebody? Is there well, someone in your street? Yeah, there's two that I'd like to bring up. Yes. Firstly, when I lived in Sydney, and I may have spoken about this later before, every morning there was a bus stop where uh, I would go to university and, uh, and lots of people would be dressed up to go to work. And every single morning, just like clockwork, uh, just before the 8.34 bus to the city came around, at 8.32... A lady would walk around the corner uh, in a dressing gown, screaming, throwing handfuls of her own feces at us. Oh. <laughs> what made her a nutbag? <laughs> it was that sound that followed her. Oh, right. Came in everywhere she went. So, uh, there's her. But then, maybe I was being, maybe that experience has scarred me somewhat. Uh, I, there was a bloke in my street, in my new street where I live, who I saw walking up the street just in a crash helmet. Oh, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. And then I found out what he was doing is he was feeding magpies and he wears the helmet to try in just in case one yeah. of them tries to go the pet. Well, that's right. not. Oh, not at all. Now, do you uh, have any nutbags you'd like to dob in, uh, Glenn, while we're here? Don't, don't feel you have to. It's a potential. I used to live next to a, ha- a house full of nut- nutbags. Really? Yeah. And I, what was there go? Well, she used to have pets and she. She used to get the pet and she... You know those things that kids play on? Well, they those playpen things? Yeah. Well, she put, put wheels on her playpen <laughs> and then put a lid on it yes. and then used to put her dog inside the playpen <laughs> and then walk down the street going, sick dog. That qualifies. She was thinking pet. But, but, but yeah. the pet, sorry. And, yeah. um, that was all right, but, yeah. you know. And they said there's an argument, but we couldn't see through the uh, properly, so it was a bit like a Muppet show. We could just see the heads going back and forth. And the guy would say, he would say something like, uh, in the argument, say something like, um, I'm leaving this house because he's upset. Yeah. But it sounded good when it came out, but that, he just would repeat it over and over, but putting emphasis on different words. I'm leaving this house. I'm leaving this house. I'm leaving this house. I am. Leaving the house. I was a child with a migraine. Well, mining chair. We have a bloke up at our local shops who appears occasionally, and he's actually a popular nutbag because he'll just walk up to anyone with a beard, get right in their face, and go, "No, <laughs> he's anti beard." It's nutty. Okay, popular, Mister Mulholland, Adelaide. What? Uh, you know, they're not listening in this house. So no. Go for your life. This guy is also a popular nutbag, and he's just delightful. He's about seven feet tall. He's got a shock of Krusty the Clown hair. Yes. And he's very famous in all kinds of weather for walking up and down Rundle Mall, Harley Street, and Rundle Street, which is a big, long, two-point yes, yes, stretch, and wearing nothing but spe- either Speedos <laughs> or a leotard and white gumboots. What and a koala backpack. And is he a very fit gentleman, or is he...? He's fit. He's, he's, a, he's a mountain of a man. I think he played some football in his time. Okay. Um, but he's known as Johnny. He's got websites devoted to him. Because <laughs> he's something of an Adelaide icon. Right, yeah. give him a sound. Yeah, I will. Absolutely. <laughs> that sounds like the only bloke who's fit to take on Warwick Kappa for Mirror of the Gold Coast. Yeah, he should. Are you behind the Kappa ticket for the Gold Coast clean? Absolutely. As long as he wears the hot pants and the stash with Mirror written on it, and all beatings. <laughs> <laughs> you think that would be good? That would be popular. 
I'd like to. You've got to go there. You, 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 you've got the chance to get him in there. You have to get him in there. Yeah, yeah I think so. Just to see what will happen. Just get him a job where he gets to go inside. <laughs> he needs to get inside for a while. Uh, call us up with your favourite local nut dog. <laughs> Thank God your hair goes out on Channel 10 tonight at 7.30. Glenn Robbins is kindly sitting in for the whole hour and we're discussing local nutbags. Who's seen one, Ed? Hi, Ryan. Hi, Ed. How's it going, mate? Yeah, good, thank you. Uh, Who have you got? Mate, I live in Epping in um, Victoria and we've got a bloke called Mental Mick. All right, and what's his go? Um, well, first off, he walks around. He's always in either Metallica or an Akadaka top. Good man, yeah. And he'll be walking around the streets, and he's a large man. He's like, oh, go, gun, Metallica, gun, Akadaka. And he, like, if you drive along, he's screaming out at your car as you're driving past. That's nice. Yeah. And also play footy for Epping. And he comes down to the footy club in his, Mel- in his uh, North Melbourne gear. <laughs> and while we're playing, he'll scream out, go North Melbourne, and start <laughs> singing their song. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, is he going to be running for any office, do you think? I reckon he could probably get into Epping, though. Mayor of Epping? <laughs> he, he suits the demographic. There you go. Thank you, Ryan. I think he sounds great. Well, yeah, that's good, but we can go a lot nuttier. No, I think. G'day, John. Hey, guys. How you Good, mate. Uh, who you got? Uh, in Christchurch City Square, there's a fire and brimstone preaching nutbag. Oh, in New Zealand. I think you're talking about the wizard, is that right? <laughs> the wizard, yes, give him the sound. It's a little party noisemaker. And what have you, have you seen the wizard, John? Yeah, we were there on holidays and sort of heard him screaming in the background and I asked my mate who was sort of from, from there and he goes, oh yeah, that's just this dude who gets up there every day. And yeah, he's been doing that since I was a kid, so he must be quite old, really. I think he's, uh, he's actually been in a couple of movies. He's become a celebrity character. He's like the bird out of the Fisher King. Yeah, he's got, got a bit of a Fisher King look. And he's also attracted imitators in other cities. In Hamilton, there's a bloke called Captain Cecil P. Murgatroyd. <laughs> he's franchised it out. Doesn't make a jot of sense. And yet he's constantly accused of plagiarising the other one. Although <laughs> <laughs> we're nutbags turn on each other. Uh, thanks, John. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Hi, good. How are you? Uh, good, thank you. Um, we have a man in my mum's street who has an old in the front of his yard and he filled it with hay and fake chicken. Hey. <laughs> well, you're saying fake chicken. Fake chicken, yeah, it's like stuffed chicken. And what, uh, what does he do? He, he just has them there. They're just new decoration instead of, you know, a gnome or something. He's just got his fake chickens in an old car. Yeah, anyone can have a gnome. Well, that's great. Are you being circled by doodlebugs? <laughs> what does that sound? <laughs> Do any penguin? Is it any? <laughs> 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 no, 
Uh, did you hear about John Law's gold microphone being stolen, Glenn? I'm interested. And you're right. Well, you'll find out what happened next exclusively on Get This at Triple M. Yes, I did know that. I don't know that just before he comes on here, they meticulously come into the studio yeah. and set it up. And it's a guy with like uh, cotton gloves on. Yep. And it's uh, worth 10 grand. It's got the serial number JL0001 in case you discover it in the window of cash converters. <laughs> but what, uh, there doesn't seem to be any, you know, details on how it was stolen. Inside job, you reckon? Obviously so. Is that what it is there? Oh, well, uh, here's what Mr. Laws himself had to say about the theft. Good morning, world. I was speaking to you this morning, sadly, on an ordinary diamond-encrusted strontium-plated microphone carved from the tusk of a rare woolly mammoth. I know, it's beneath me. But don't worry, I'm still wearing my gold underpants, my gold pacemaker, and I'm sitting very comfortably atop a freshly installed gold suppository. Oh, I don't begrudge the scum who have stolen my beloved microphone, but I do know what Judge Roy Bean would have said. Take them from this place and hang them by the neck until vultures swoop down and lay waste to their flailing corpses. And the same goes for the man who cut me off in traffic yesterday forcing me to pull over in my gold limousine and causing the artist who was painting my portrait in oils at the time to slip and knock the string quartet into the passenger seat. Unforgivable. Everyone concerned has been hung. While I'm here speaking to you on this frankly inferior device, let me hose down these rumours that I am desperate to reclaim my rightful position at the top of the ratings before my impending retirement. Coming up next, where's the weirdest place you've had sex? Mingo and the secret sound. Here's yesterday's sound. And yes, that's right. It was me scouring out a saucepan with the top of my head.